I was in a coma for six weeks while the doctors told my wife I was going to die. When I woke up, she told me the most fantastic story. My team kept running the business without me. Freelancers reached out to my team and said, we will do whatever it takes as long as Craig's in the hospital. I consider that the greatest accomplishment in my career. My name is Craig Andrews, and this is the Leaders and Legacies podcast, where we talk to leaders creating an impact beyond themselves. At the end of today's interview, I'll tell you how you can be the next leader featured on this show. Today, I want to welcome Wayne Ledoux. He is the co-owner of Mayhem Digital Media. They provide done-free solutions for high-ticket coaches and course creators in the digital marketing space. But his beginnings were born out of the chaos of COVID, and that was where the very name Mayhem Digital Media came from. Wayne has a fascinating story that he's here to share today, uh, going all the way back to the Air Force. Wayne, welcome. Thanks for having me, Craig. I really appreciate you spending some time. Yeah, so let's let's start back at the uh, Air Force. What led you to the Air Force? What'd you do? <laughs> well, I actually used to fix F-16s in the United States Air Force. So uh, navigations, weapons delivery, computer, uh, computer, basically the brains of the aircraft. Um, and back and back before I got into the marketing and sales space, um, I thought that I was going to work for Boeing or Lockheed or something like that. But I had the unfortunate uh, luck to be graduating college and going back into the civilian world during the 2008 crisis. Um, so I got into the very first marketing job that it would actually even just take my <laughs> take my interview. And uh, they used to sell websites and, and SEO to real estate agents. Um, that was actually where I got my start. And I spent the next six years of my life building my craft, learning about how to sell high ticket programs, learning about digital marketing and things like that. Um, but that actually led me to starting my own agency in 2016. Now, 2016 to 2020 was pretty much, I thought that my life had kind of organized itself out. And I had I had a two person team. We were running solar leads and solar appointments in uh, on residential homes. And when COVID happened, it totally took all of our clients' ability to get into the home to do their job. And as a direct result, caused a lot of mayhem inside of the company that we had scaled to multiple six figures at that point. Wow. Wow. So I mean, so hang on, let's let's back up a little bit. So um you got out of the Air Force in 0809, and you said you're graduating college. Were you going to college while you were in the Air Force? Yeah. So so the GI Bill, I was in the I was in the Air Force from 2004 to 2010. And the GI Bill allowed me to start college in 2006. And I also had credit from, because F-16 avionics takes about a year and a half of school as well. What most people don't realize is you can actually apply those military credits to traditional college to accelerate the how fast you can graduate from college. It's called clepping your stuff. Um, but that said, is that that was never the plan. That was just, I, I wanted to work for Boeing or Lockheed or, or one of those big corporations that fixed airplanes because I knew I could make six figures doing that. Um, unfortunately, when when I chose to go from active duty to guard and just try to like pursue civilian studies in order to kind of change my my fortunes, for lack of a better term, um, it just so happened to coincide with the OE crisis. Um, my that wife and I moved to San Diego and literally the first job that called me, I went to the interview and they hired me on the spot. 
Wow. Wow. But so when you were talking about working for Boeing or Lockheed, so I was in the Marines and I worked around Grumman aircraft and, but mm -hmm. we worked with a lot of what we called tech reps, technical representatives from the uh, companies and they worked with the active duty military. Was that the type of thing you were looking at doing or was it more working in the depot? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I was trying to go get my AMP license. And one, one thing that I found out when I came back, because at the time I was in California. Um, but when I came back to California, the school that was at the, where, where my base was, where I went, came back to, they're like, Hey, we can't teach you how to be an AMP from here. So get your, and what's get AMP? Your, uh, uh, aircraft mechanical something. It's basically so that that way you can be a mechanic on civilian aircraft. You have to have a license to do so. Ah, Okay, but you got to the school that I went to, they said, hey, we can't teach you that here. And I said, well, I'm kind of stuck here. So how do I make six figures? And they said, first thing they said is you need to be an accountant. And I laughed. <laughs> I said, that's not going to work. She said, I said, well, if I can't be an accountant, how do I make six figures? She said, you need to be in marketing. And I said, OK. Interesting. 21 year old kid coming straight out of the military it just wasn't I, I just didn't necessarily know what those consequences would have on my life. Yeah. Um, that said, though, it is it ended up being the right choice for me. Um, so, so what was that first job that you got? It was selling websites and SEO to real estate agents. I would literally cold call a real estate agent. The guy and the company was actually an Inc. Five thousand company, twenty million, thirty million dollars a year, all from cold calling. Wow. And what they would do is they would bring in 20, 30 people at a time. They would train us on their specific sales process. And they would give us 90 days to learn it. The deal was, if you met your metrics and your numbers within 90 days, they would actually keep you and you would have a long-term job. If you didn't, they would show you the door and you could go back to doing whatever you were doing. That's why I took the job. It's because I thought, hey, if I fail, I'll just go back to school. And then the plan is still the plan. Yeah. Okay. Now, they should have fired me because I sold two websites on my last month of the of the 90-day trial. But they didn't. Huh. What, what happened was that is? the guy that the guy that hired me said, "Hey, look, if you can fix planes, you can do this job. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change your coach. I'm gonna give you some one-on-one -on -one attention." The next month, I sold 23. Wow. wow! I never looked back. So what was what was that difference? What what was the difference that made that that moved you from two to 23? Honestly, it was it was a difference in in personal coaching. Um, and now I, I talk about the solar industry, but as of today in 2023, moving into 2024, we actually, we, we serve the high ticket coaching space. Um, that said is that I'm, I'm really, really a, a big fan of the idea of the right coach for the right things at the right time. I, and that's, that, that was one of the biggest differences that made it for me was we just switched the type of person that was teaching me how to, to perform the tasks we provided a certain level of personal service and um, that 21 year old kid who had never sold a thing in his life became a top producer for six years at that company. You know, and there's something really key that you just brought out there is it's, it's really about having the right coach. It's about having, um, having the right combination just because somebody isn't performing doesn't mean they're not capable. There's something missing in the mix. A hundred percent, Greg. 100%. And that that was, I, I didn't know it because I, I was basically thrown into a foreign land. When I called my parents to tell them that I had this job, the response was not necessarily positive. So that background reinforced the fact that 
like say that whole sales and marketing thing being a negative type of profession, the, my background comes from that type of um, mentality. So it was a complete mind shift change from like actually embracing the success that can come from sales and actually understanding the psychology that goes behind some of the methodologies and some of the reasons that people say what they say when they're on the phone. It was fascinating. So would you say that was the difference was the first coach was just telling you what to do. The second coach was telling you why? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He gave me the why behind it. And when the why happened, it changed everything for me. You know, and it's, it's so fascinating. The, that people miss that. I think so many leaders miss that. You know, and I would I would call it old school management. You know, don't ask me why. Go do. That's your job. Your job is to do. I'll figure out the why. But yeah, if the goal is to really get the most out of people, people understand why they're doing what they're doing. And our best rep right now is almost the exact same way as I was. Really, she, she performs ten times better. When I just spend an extra five minutes telling her why. Yeah. And she becomes, she becomes the person that I don't need to manage. She's our best person. Interesting. So in that, I hear that you actually have a variety of, yeah, you have a variety of talent on your team that responds to different types of stimulus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the girl, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Expand out on that. So, so the girl that I the girl that I mentioned, uh, she's heavily involved in the design work and some of our content and taking a lot of the long form stuff that I do and turning it and repurposing it into other assets. Um, she she comes from more of a customer service background and more of a, a middle management style background, and I, I think that because of that background. And because of where she's been in her previous positions, she needs to, in order to build quality content, she needs to understand the full story. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people behind that. Whereas like with somebody that's my, my video editor, I love him. He's been with us for a year. He doesn't need to understand it. He's a very visual person. And, and as soon as you show him that one minute clip or that one minute thing or that 15 minute thing, he's, he just has it visually Im embedded into his brain. And then he's able to bring us a final product at the end. So two two people that are very very similar and work very closely together, but view things very differently. Yeah. So I guess an, a, another takeaway that we have here is uh, in leading your team, you don't want what works for one doesn't work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest difference for me in in taking it from being literally the, the worst person on a hundred person sales team. This guy right here to being the top producer for consistently six years straight. That company sent me on two different cruises. That company paid paid for so much stuff and the, and the birth of my son, all because I was the top producer at that company for several years. Wow. Wow. And yeah. And so in the mix, midst of all this, you're married, you have a, you have a son and you're trying to, so where, where was your son born in this whole journey? Okay, so here's here's where the fun here's where the funny story and the little twist for my own unique part comes in, Craig, is when I got that job in 2009, right? My wife, she was working at Victoria's Secret. She was she was a, a manager person at a at a Victoria's Secret in retail. She worked nights, I worked days. What I came to realize over my work by being an employee there is is that customer service and retail is very very similar to customer service in an internet company. 
And I said, Hey, we never see each other. Can you like, if I got you an interview, do you think you could do that? Six months. So, so not only did we get the, did her, did we get her the interview, but we got her hired six months later. She was the manager of the entire customer service department. Wow. Okay. So when in 2016, when I chose to leave the corporate world and I chose to start to chase my dream of being an entrepreneur, which would have never happened had that coach not opened my eyes to what's possible and changed the way that I viewed things. Right. But when I chose to leave my job and after we had scaled to six figures, my wife was still the manager of that customer service department and was pregnant with my son. Mm. So when she had her son, when she, when she had my son, I told her, Hey, don't work, don't work for anybody else anymore. Come in, be part of the mayhem team and help me build this to seven figures. Wow. Wow. That's bold. Yeah. I'm nothing if not bold, Craig. <laughs> so anyway, so you, you start the solar company, you know, mm -hmm. and, and what you're doing is you're, you're basically, you're booking leads for solar installers. Is that right? Correct. Correct. And then uh, 2020 comes around, COVID hits. What happens? Literally the week before that, that um, call came in to say, to say, Hey, come pick up your son from school. I had brought on a men's marriage coach who I still work with today. Um, he was like, Hey, Wayne, he was just frustrated with everything that he was doing. He said, Wayne, I'm just really sick of my current marketing company. I'm plateaued. I've, I've made 10 or 15 grand every single month. And I can't seem to get past that with where my current company is. And I said to him, I said, I don't even know if what I do will work for what you do. I've done this for real estate, business to business loans and solar. And it's, being a coach is completely different. But I showed him our methodology. I showed him the, the digital newspaper that we build. I showed all that stuff. And he's like, hey, I got nothing to lose. So he came aboard, had his first 30K month a week before that phone call happened. Yeah. And so I think some folks are missing. What, what happened with your son in school? Uh, he got pulled out of school because of COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so before COVID, my son, my son was born in 2016, right yeah. after I started the business. The only, the only way that it worked is because my wife was working at the job that, that was the manager job and I had scaled the multi six figures. Yeah. Okay. My life was set according to what Wayne thought for the rest of my, for the next 20 or 30 years, we were just going to run the agency, run solar leads, sell the service and, and, and build the team. That was it. Yeah. And then my son was, my, my son literally had just started kindergarten when COVID happened. Hmm. Okay, so son started kindergarten. We started working with this men's marriage coach. COVID happened. And then the phone call started coming in saying, hey, Wayne, we can't get into the homes. We've got to pause. Hey, Wayne, how do you expect us to sell the solar when we can't do the home inspection? Hey, Wayne, we got we to gotta not do this for the next couple months. We don't know when this is going to end. So I had to make a choice. Work, you leverage the win that we had with the coach. And completely shift the business model away from solar and roofing and home services, which is all we knew. Right. And we just took a leap into coaching. So what would that look like? Where where did you find your clients? Where, um, how did you take? So yeah, by that point we had some funds and we had some things going. And so the first the first methodology was through ads. Traditionally, we've been utilizing Facebook ads and Instagram ads up to that point. 
Um, but that was where we got our first couple clients. Um, now, as you probably know, ad costs cost started to rise exponentially also at that same time. So what we also did is we invented a cold email process that switches the proxies and switches the senders and switches the email addresses. And we integrated that into the business as a secondary channel to, to generate new business. And we just started scraping LinkedIn. Huh. And, and up to this, yeah, up to this day, we still like it's three years later now. We've been using cold email along with ads. And when you combine those two strategies together, your client, as long as you got backend systems and automations to, to, to actually set that stuff up to make sure you're not having leads fall through the cracks, um, that combination is lethal. Wow. Well, not in a good way, I hope. Yeah. Now, uh, LinkedIn's a little touchy about having their site scraped. How do you get around that? Uh, there's actually a several several data companies that have direct partnerships with them. Um, you can pull the data. for Like we started with D7. Um, there's also a couple tools that you can purchase for a one-time investment. I forget the one that we just purchased a few days ago is. Um, Lead Sniper is another one that's got a direct integration that, that pulls directly from them. Um, and then uh, Lead Leaper actually is an, another version as well. Huh. Uh, they're all third party. I don't have any you know affiliations with them. I've just used them as well. Um, and it's all been great. Uh, you combine that with a fourth service called Ulink that links directly with their API and you can automate the message sending as well. Very cool. So from the time you started the pivot at, at the beginning of COVID, to the time it was running, how long did that take? Three months. That's fast. I know. That's Literally, fast. Craig, all I did was I applied what I knew from the other industries I had worked in and applied it with the messaging, the offer, and the, the strategy that worked in the other industries. That's that's the thing is is when it comes to lead gen, I'm not talking e-com because like I've done a couple e-com things and e-com is a completely different animal. But when it comes to high ticket services, anything that's over $1,000, you change the offer, you change the audience, and you change the messaging, and you put it into the, the same type of system that any one of those things builds, and you will generate leads and appointments. You will. Wow. Now, how strong is your messaging? How strong is your offer? That's That's one, or that those are two big variables that go into the strategy, right? But at the end of the day, um, I can literally take four words out of my cold email scripts, replace them with four other pieces of jargon that happen in a, in, in a different industry and still generate leads and appointments. We did it. We did it just this past month with uh, coaches and then in the med spa industry just to see if it would work. And it does. Cool. So who are, who are the type of people you're helping most right now? Still coaches. Coaches. Yeah. Um, I explore, I explore a lot of other niches because, uh, in 2021, actually I got invited to a community of entrepreneurs called the blocks. It's on Amazon prime now. And it's just a bunch of startup people that are going through a business accelerator that they record. It's really cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and through that we've, we've done coaches, med spas, uh, real estate people, handyman, um, spirituality people, a lot of, a lot of stuff. But um, I, I always say this, if you don't understand marketing enough to do it simply, you're not good enough to do it at scale. 
Wow, that's that's a golden nugget right there. So, and, and let's dig into that. What what's an example of what not simple looks like? Where, where, where do you see people doing something not simple? Um, I see them doing something simple or something not simple by having these huge long ascension funnels. Like you'll see the people that sell the thing for seven dollars, and you and then they and then the next thing you know, it's. Uh, 197 and then they've got the cross sell where they're going to tack on another $50 and and then they're going to send you into their group because all, all that really does is number one it fragments the solution that you provide making it so that that way it's not as complete solution so people don't get the results so they don't come back to you right um and then or or number two is they they make things too long they don't they don't incentivize their people to come back for the content. And what they do is they sell the content itself and they sell the information. They don't sell the implementation. You can actually sell something that's a much, much higher ticket with a very simple ad or cold email to a landing page solution. And I've even seen some of the thought leaders today do it straight to a Google Doc. Hmm. Then you tie in the backend automations with emails and text messages and um, you now you tie in AI and chatbots and you can sell high ticket programs very, very simply, very, very easily changing out a few different simple sentences and talking specifically to the audience using the jargon and the knowledge that they use, not what you've used. End of story. Wow. So yeah, as, as we're kind of winding down, you're, um, you know, you had two kind of defining times in your career. You know, one was looking for a job in 08 during the Great Recession. Yeah. And then the other was having your your business model blown up uh, by COVID. And both times you, you had to kind of sort your way through. You know, there's a lot of people that are struggling right now. They're looking at this economy. They're not sure how to react to it. What advice would you give them today? Get creative with your pricing structures, because that's the thing is that throughout all of those challenges, Craig, I never changed the model itself. It was always super simple forms or phone calls to connect the person that has the problem with the person that has the solution, nurturing and sequences to build the relationship and automations to close the deal. Never changed any of that at all. Yeah. But what I did do is I changed the messaging and I did market research and I did my market research quickly. Okay. Slow, you got to remember, there's there's a saying that I heard some in some entrepreneur movie somewhere, uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Okay. Okay. I did my research and I did it so that that way I could deliver what I researched to my audience smoothly. And when, when my research aligned with what they were seeing in the marketplace, then we moved fast. I like that. So um, where do you go for your market research? I mean, Google, but I, I do a lot on Reddit. So um, Reddit's, Reddit's a great resource. People think it's like a weird thing that's only for weirdos and internet trolls. No, it's got a lot of great information on it that, and a lot of huge communities that are super, super helpful. So I'm big into Reddit right now. Um, and the thing about it too is, is that everybody wants to take a complete idea from somebody else 
and turn it into their own idea. No, break. If you do the research properly, you can break it down to its most basic parts and then reorganize it in a way that's totally yours. You're just not doing the research quite properly on the front end. So you don't break it down far enough to make it yours. Interesting. So, um, and, and that's kind of where the Air Force and the, and the, the military mind and, and my experience with airplanes, I can take stuff apart and I can put it back together in my brain. It almost happens like a map. Very cool. I can see very, very big pieces and how it breaks down to its each individual parts. It's like my little superpower. Well, that's certainly been a valuable re- uh, skill for you over the years. Um, well, Wayne, this has been such a fascinating discussion. Uh, I appreciate you coming on Leaders and Legacies. How can people reach you? Uh, I'm easiest to find on Facebook and Instagram. So either Mayhem Digital Official or Mr. Mayhem Official. All of my platforms say that. One of those two things, depending on if the um, Mayhem Digital was available or not. Apparently, I was on to something with that Fight Club feel of the words. Huh. So somebody already took that one from me years and years and years ago before I even had the idea. Yeah. Wow. So w- once again, that's Mayhem. Mayhem Digital Official or Mr. Mayhem Official, depending on what was available. Okay. All right. Well, Wayne, thanks again for being on Leaders and Legacies. Thank you so much, Craig. I appreciate it. This is Craig Andrews. I want to thank you for listening to the Leaders and Legacies podcast. We're looking for leaders to share how they're making impact beyond themselves. If that's you, please go to alliesforme.com slash guest and sign up there. If you got something out of this interview, we would love you to share this episode on social media Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show, including the hashtag Leaders and Legacies. I love seeing your posts and suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss anything, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to my team. If you want to know more, please go to alliesforme.com or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.